I want to give kudos real quick before we start. Actually, I'll do it on the show, too, to Snake Eyes, who has not yet been to bed, um, and to myself, who have been up, uh, well, all the content creators, even no one shall. He's probably not been to bed yet, because he's Pacific I, time. I haven't been to bed yet, either. Yeah. The video yeah. has been great, uh, DJs. Well, uh, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Make sure and send your thanks to Snake Eyes, as he does all video production. All I do is, is read. Like, I, I read and write. That's all I do. I write the script, and I write things down. Snake Eyes literally does everything else. He does all the visual stuff. All of it. So Reading is fundamental. Reading is fundamental, and reading is hard. I'm not going not gonna to deny that, okay? Reading is hard for a lot of people, but that's all I have to do. He does all the rest. I mean, quick, quick question. Other than the fact that you don't finish your research, do you have any info on the events that are coming? Um, very, I do have a little, and I will share very, very little with you today because the events haven't technically popped yet, so we're not supposed to talk about them. But I do have uh, one or two cool things that I'm going to allude to today, uh, here this morning, which I am actually very excited about. As with all arcs, uh, we get the events that come in the news center, which I'll, I'll talk about in a second, but we get those kind of those custom events that they write out a calendar for in the news center. And most of those are really, really good this month. One or two of them are a little bit of a head-scratcher, but, I mean, easily obtainable. But there's a couple of really cool new events. So, pretty uh, pretty pumped about some of it. This is actually the first time in history they're going to give out a free Prime. So, that's that's something. Yeah, right from the beginning. You're right. And, and of course, I, you say free Prime. Uh, that's really like 40, probably 43 or 44 plus have access to it for free, and, and, and I would I'm even argue... You said they're going to give the gas for free at the end of the Oh, time. yes, yes, to everybody. That's exactly right. You know, and, and again, you could argue that Apex is an example of free primes, because those are prime-worthy researches, but, um, but yeah, I, I, you're right about that. I'm pretty pumped about that, so... <clears throat> so we'll start this here in just a second. What's that, Cass? I missed it. I was wondering just how much mining they're going to force me to do. Well, to oh. my knowledge, nothing really above and beyond what we've already done. You know, we've got isogen, we've got data, we've got all the G3 and G4 and stuff like that. But I am, I am happy. I, I've, I've been actually advocating for some additional mining officers for a long time. I, I've Because there's if you've got the triple, you've always had two extra officers or one extra officer. So I've always kind of complained that there wasn't enough officers to synergize, you know, multiple crews. But if you realize the triple doesn't synergize with anything, it's a bulk. It doesn't synergize with the actual. Mind. I agree. I agree. But everybody uses the Borg because even standalone, he's he's more effective than synergy. So, you know, you would use him probably on your primary miner. Right. And that leaves six other miners. You, or, uh, sorry, four other miners up to this point. Now you have six. So you can actually have two more synergized crews, which is, uh, which is good. You know, I'm, I'm happy about that. Not to mention, I mean, one of them, even though it doesn't specifically say, but one of them was certainly geared towards latinum mining and, uh, and another uh, specifically geared towards isogen. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Happy about that. No, but... The, I mean, but locking that officer to G3 was unfair. Uh, I'm not going to use the words unfair, but it is unfortunate. I agree uh, that that eliminates some of the major function for that officer aside from synergy, 
you know, aside from synergy, that that does give no purpose to that officer for G four players. I agree. So, yeah, you know, and and listen, let me be let me be very clear. There's there's two, maybe three things about this arc that I'm not. I'm not happy with. I, I am dissatisfied, you know, and, and I'll mention those. And, and Scopely has already heard my feedback on that, and they know, and they expect me to uh, share my opinion. So I will do just that. Like how there's no triple officer? No triple uh, officer? Yes. You mean Latinum, maybe? No, just, 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 a, just a triple. We have a triple officer. 10 of 10. Well, I meant an original series point triple. Oh, oh, well. <laughs> Not yet, anyways. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say it is arc one. Arc one is traditionally slower, guys, and and I think that they have kind of addressed that with this arc because there is actually some cool things. Now, how long is it gonna take you to breeze through all that research? Not, I wouldn't imagine very long. It's very, very cheap research. So, you know, a one day, can still, DJ, one can still, a day, uh, like yeah. ten minutes. Yeah, Maybe. no, I, I mean, if you've got the speed-ups, if you've got the speed-ups for it, absolutely. And, uh, and you know, so Arc 1 is still likely to be somewhat slower for a lot of players because, you know, research can be knocked out early. We've got the uh, Arc events that are coming, and and then just officers, you know. So it's still, you know, by the time we get a week or two into it, people are still going to be complaining that it's slow. But Arc 1 always is. Arc 1's always the build. Yeah. Arc I, 1, I, never a lot of stuff. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. Uh, we'll start. Uh, we'll start from this point here. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Talking Trick Podcast. My name is Ultimate DJs. I'm your host. Welcome to another episode of Talking in Cars with DJs. Talking in Cars with DJs, as we typically try to do on Arc Day uh, every single month. Uh, welcome, you guys. It's early in the morning for a lot of you, and later in the evening for some others. I would like to welcome our guests and our listeners from all across the world. Thank you guys so much for being here. As we celebrate, uh, maybe, if that's the right word, celebrate the launch of the January arc. It is the original series, as has been alluded to in the game for the last several weeks and has been speculated about in the community for the last several weeks. The original series is here with original likenesses and original characters from the original series back in the 1960s. We've got William Shatner's Kirk, Leonard Nimoy, Spock, Nichelle Nichols as Uhura, and those are the three first likenesses that we do see here in this original uh, first arc number one. Pretty, uh, I, I, I'm not going to lie, Ripper, I'm actually kind of excited. I, don't, I even mentioned in the video, I'm super, I don't know if I'm, if giddy is the right word, but I, I, I'm not going to lie, just to see those legendary faces in this game gives me some, some excitement, gives me a little bit of buzz. Uh, hmm. I, I read in the official Discord this morning that a lot of players don't care about the original series because it's before their time. I'm telling you, if you're a Trekkie, you're going to go back and watch those. Well, there are also some people that really dislike the original series, but well, well and tastes, I would imagine tastes are different, uh, so you know. Well, even production was different back then. I mean, my goodness gracious, watching the original series today is silly. It's silly, you know, but. Yeah it's still where it all began. You know, even the acting styles were silly. They were different. The, the dramatics, you know, exhibited by William Shatner, uh, the, the dramatics exhibited by um, uh, George Takei in several of his scenes. You know, it, it's just acting is different, you know, here today, 60 years later or uh, 50 years later. 
Uh, no, it is. It's almost 60 years, right? 1967 is 33. We're at 53 years, 54 technically now that it's 2021. So acting is mm-hmm. different. V- uh, production is different. Television is different. Um, it's like going back and watching one of your favorite older shows. You know, I've been, I've uh, told some of you, I've gone back and I've watched um, the original Knight Rider series. I started from the pilot episode, episode one, back from 1982. It's, you know what? It's, it's still good. I still like it, but I have to take it, you know, with a grain of salt because it's different than it, than television is today. It's silly. <laughs> you know, that's the only way to put it is that television from the 60s or from the 80s, it's just silly compared to today. Um, but I, I would obviously encourage everyone to go back and watch. And even if you don't watch the whole series, um, you know, we are now in arc one. And so there's going to be a couple of episodes that I would encourage you to watch. Um, we still don't know what the duration of this entire seasonal arc is going to be, but there's been a lot of speculation about the Doomsday Machine, and that is Season 2, Episode 6, that I would encourage you to go back and watch, maybe in preparation, hopefully. I have no idea. But, but um, should be a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, good morning and welcome uh, here on January 12th to Talking in Cars with DJs, the original series uh, introducing itself into Star Trek Fleet Command the original series with Kirk, uh, Spock, and Uhura here so far. Uh, good morning to you, Ripper. Welcome. Early in the day, very unusual recording time for you. You're, you're probably, you probably just had lunch, and you're thinking, gosh, it's so early to be on this podcast. But uh, hello, hello to V Ready, who is you know 16 hours or something odd ahead of us and doesn't get to join us live very often. So welcome to you, buddy. Appreciate it uh, very, very much. A deal. Can we talk about the arc? Absolutely. Let's get into it. So. Uh, I will be watching your all's questions in the chat. Uh, If you have those questions, please uh, light those up and I'll try to get to you. So let's begin with a couple of the obvious things here. First, I'm going to begin with a bug that was introduced here just moments ago. Okay, Uh, moments ago, a bug was introduced into the game um, that is affecting repairs. Okay, now, as of right now, I'm just going to go ahead and give you guys the, the hint. You're going to get an error message when trying to repair. There's something going on with a visual glitch there. However, if you click on the ship that you're trying to repair on the left-hand side, your little ship, you know, your mini ship management screen pops up, and it's going to give you two repair buttons. The one on the top uh, doesn't, uh, I think that's still throwing an error message, but the one on the bottom, okay, the one on the bottom will still repair or allow you to speed up the repair of your ship. This is obviously a glitch. LiveOps uh, does know about it, all right, and they are currently investigating a, uh, a hot fix, okay, but that is, uh, that is happening. I have no idea why that particular area of the client was being worked on. Um, I suggested that perhaps they may have been working on, you know, moving the instant repair button, and I got a good chuckle out of the room, so I don't know if that was it or if this is just a happenstance of, um, <clears throat> of something else that was being worked on, but for those of you who know uh, or have already tried repairing your ship, just use that bottom button. It's a little bit of a workaround for the moment, but they're working on something right now. Okay. Um, the other thing that has taken the community by storm this morning is the announcement of a new ISS jellyfish service that is being available, uh, being made available in select tier three territories. Uh, that's created quite a little bit of a stir this morning. Uh, in that it's not all territory, uh, not all T3 or Tier 3 territories, but only half of them, three out of the six. And uh, what we know here right now is that those are immediately assigned to Makala, Corvin, 
and Brelin. Okay, Corva and Brelin. Those are the three systems as of right now that will, by default, have the ISS Jellyfish service. So for alliances who own that territory, you definitely drew the uh, the long straw there. Okay, you got very very lucky. But um, I would imagine, and, and I've been told by several servers this morning that um, they do expect their alliance to make moves. Okay, uh, even on my own server, server fifteen, I fully expect alliances to make moves on those territories, and it will be more difficult. It's always difficult to take over a defensive territory, but uh, that will be happening. So guys, you know, join the fray and get excited about that, especially if you have players in your alliance who don't yet have the jelly who are eligible for it. Now, when I say eligible, this is my first big disappointment of this arc is that it's only available and we have now confirmed it is available to Ops 39 plus. Um, my original hope was that the service at least would be available to 36 plus because that's where the auctions are available um, or perhaps even lower, you know, uh, allowing players to start somewhat saving and building up. Now, the blueprints are available uh, for the ISS Jelly in the epic Armada chest, but again, still only at 36 plus. So at the very least, I would have expected 36 plus to have an opportunity there. Uh, so I am disappointed about this. I believe by the simple fact of them locking it behind Ops 39, it actually almost makes this service less relevant than what it was, you know, two hours ago. You know, because two hours ago we did not know that it was going to be Ops locked. So, uh, and, and, you know, Battle Droid is right. A lot of 39 pluses may already have a jelly, and that's certainly possible. Okay, that is very, very true. As a matter of fact, a lot of them do, but some don't. If you take a look at the jelly auction that's going on even right now, you will have 40-plus players in that leaderboard. So um, I, I'm not saying that it's useless, Vita. Not at all. I am simply saying that, uh, that it's lost a little bit of the buzz for me. I was really excited about it. You guys heard in the podcast. I was very excited about that. Um, I, to me, this felt like one of the biggest uh, things in this arc, and, and I believe that it could have been. If you say open that up to Ops 34 plus or 32 plus and allow people to start building towards that ship. Uh, the fact that it is 39 plus indicates to me that they are literally just kind of going back and picking up players who are already in that 39 plus bracket. They're offering this as a supplemental service to players 39 plus who don't already have it yet. And for that reason, I believe that it's going to... Um, I, mean, I believe that it's going to carry a little bit of less weight. Like how many alliances, for example, how many players in your alliance are 39 plus without a jelly? And, and there are some, okay? Absolutely, there are some. There could be maybe five, maybe 10, okay? So is your alliance willing to pick up everything and go after these territories for the benefit of, say, five players? Uh, and, and I think that, to me, is the bigger disappointment. If this was being introduced to stir up territory capture then make it available to 34 plus and now you've got 30 players in your alliance or 40 players in your alliance who would benefit from this service so um you know hopefully we see that change okay i'm believe it or not i'm, I'm already advocating for that change i have no idea if scopely will heed those words but to make this a valuable service to make this something that can really stir up the stagnation of 60 days of territory capture then i would like to see that change uh, however, if I am being objective, which you guys know that I always am, 
uh, there is a small benefit here. Okay, there is a small benefit here for players 36 to 39 in that this is going to assist the level 39 or level 40 plus players in getting their jelly without necessarily having to go through the auction. Now, why does this benefit you? Well, auction prices are typically inflated based on the number of players who are eligible and want to compete. Not only that, but I have been screaming about this for months, is that the spend of G3 and the spend of G4 is not balanced properly. Um, you know, with the quantity of G4 that is given in the game and the amounts of uh, required upgrades and the amounts of G4 in common that are required, um, it does simply just, I mean, it does simply uh, outweigh G3. You know, G3... Uh, not only do you have certain ships and things like that that take some G3, but it's nothing compared to, you know, uh, a G4 cost. You know, for example, my my tier, uh, my jelly, uh, which I still only have at, at tier two even now. But to work on select tier three components, it might be 12,000 or 15,000 G4 uncommon. Because those requirements are so high and then because G4 materials are weighted heavier, and because G4 materials are more present in the game as rewards, okay? Like, we might get uh, an event for G3 that gives 15 uncommon, but that same event might give 300 or 400 uncommon at G4. So um, I, I've always felt that that's not balanced, and um, I, don't necessarily, uh, I don't necessarily think that this could potentially, potentially, Lower the cost of jellyfish auctions for two reasons. One, it is more likely to remove the G4 component if level 40-plus players or 39-plus players have the opportunity to spend G4 on other items, um, you know, or, or be able to participate and get jelly blueprints with less, uh, with less spend. That's going to lower the price. Plus, you're just going to remove some players from the eligibility pool, all right, which, which also is a good thing. The fewer players competing, the lower prices are typically going to be. So I do think that there could be a silver lining with this, but it's going to have to play out. We're just going to have to see, and it may not even be it may not even be immediate. You know, it may it may take a little while for us to eliminate some players out of the eligibility pool. But uh, nonetheless, I, I wish that this one had been a little bit uh, a little bit more available. But again, still making the jellyfish more available to players in the galaxy as a whole. Uh, instead of a tightly controlled auction and uh, an armada chest. So this is going to put more jellies in the game, even if it's for 39+, plus, which is, in their mind, why they did it that way, because you can't build it till 39 anyway. So, um, you know, this is going to put more jellies in the game and therefore, you know, reduce the player pool of people who are going to be competing for them. Um, because, listen, most players, I know some advanced players, some extreme pay-to-play players, have multiple jellies, but for you and me, um, you know, and the and and probably the average fleet command player, you're not building multiple jellies. You're going to go with one. All right. Um, secondly, or thirdly, now the third big announcement that I've got here is, folks, new primes have been introduced into the game. Um, there will be an event. Scopely has sanctioned this hint. They gave us this hint a week ago. Do not complete the new primes before event reset here on launch day, okay? Because there will be events based around the new primes, all right? Even Panic made an announcement this morning to not complete new primes, all right? Because there will be an event uh, for that. 
and uh, and and this is not a huge deal for a lot of players because if I'm not mistaken, the pay packs have not yet been introduced. So for players, you know, say 42 and down, you don't have an option to complete this prime research yet. You can't even do it. So Scopely has protected the majority of player base from accidentally completing these new researches. However, for those players, say like Be Ready, say like Gregor or Big Country, I'm going to say probably around 43, maybe, or 44 plus. No, Heck, you, Ripper, can, you can 41. do it earlier. I was going to say, they, you're an option 41 events. that you've got some. There have been events with uh, Epic at 40 and 41. There you go. So, folks, yeah, be aware of that. Uh, if you do hold some of, if you do hold some of these epic materials, you know, just wait, just a few more hours, okay? Don't spend. Also, so when you, you get, uh, you basically when you get the bonus refinery, even if you're at 40 or 41, you can get epic from the bonus refinery. Even at 41? Oh, bonus yeah. refinery. Even bonus refinery. Yeah, the bonus refinery. Yeah. Yes, bonus refinery. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, but again, just for those players who do have this material in your inventory, just wait, okay? Don't complete those at this time. Um, but uh, yeah, it is, it's surprising to me, even on the official Discord. Well, what about all the primes I've already done? That's not what the, that's not what the event is about. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's just the new research that's coming in. Always, it's always based around new research. So uh, there you go. Um, let's see. I will be looking into the uh, chat room to take your questions. El Chipo says, I'm getting some audio dropout. Stevens Aaron just explains that apparently Discord is jam-packed right now. So, uh, please do your best. If you have trouble, just hop out and hop back in. Mr. Big says, Panic is currently doing a Q&A over on the official Discord, so I'll try to keep an eye on that as well. Um, but, um, we will also, uh, do our own Q&A here, as most of the information does seem to be available to us already. Uh, here as, uh, as the content creators have, have been prepping for this for several days. Yet, uh, surprisingly, Snake Eyes and myself got very little to no sleep last night, uh, <laughs> it, as it always happens. Um, so, A-Deal says, what about sarcophagus BPs? I actually have no information on that, A-Deal. Um, this is not, uh, that's not part of the current arc. It's not um, related to this arc. This is likely, in my opinion going to be very much like the Vulcan events where they're kind of released here and there, maybe once a week or twice a week for you to get your discovery refinery tokens. I would imagine that Sarko is going to be something similar to that, maybe a sidebar event that will give you an opportunity to earn those uh, blueprints. However, it's not part of this arc. It's not pertaining to this arc. So I don't have information on how those will be obtainable. Uh, Grudging Sue says, how hard do you think the lucrative tokens will be? Uh, from what I hear, and I will double check right now, but from what I hear, the lucrative tokens, I believe, are actually showing up in the board refinery, although I don't see them yet. So um, maybe I don't, I don't know yet what those are going to be. What are, how what are, are get the lucrative them. tokens? If you can so the lucrative, the lucrative tokens are a new, basically a transwarp. They're called a lucrative transwarp cell. There are three new systems over shooting off from Tajet which is uh, on the eastern side of independent space, kind of below Romulan, right to the west of uh, Klingon space. It is a three-star crystal mining system. There are three new systems uh, right there, okay? Three new systems right there uh, that are locked at this time by the Ludicrous Transwarp cell. The Ludicrous Transwarp cell, um, I don't know how it's going to be obtained. I would presume through the Borg store. 
but I can't honestly tell you. Uh, it could also be through the Borg refinery, uh, the Latinum Antique refinery. I don't know that. But those three new systems at this current it, it time is, are locked. It is in the, it is in the uh, Latinum Antique. Uh, ah, there refinery. you go. All right. So it's in the Latinum Antique refinery, and that's how you'll have a chance to get that. Uh, those systems, there's three of them. Those systems, and they're already in LCARs, by the way, if you want to find out what material is in what system. But, folks, those are, for the lack of better terms, uh, just going with the play here, those are ludicrous speed nodes, okay? Ludicrous speed, taking a play on uh, Spaceballs or taking a play off the wrapper, they're just ludicrous, okay? The base value, for example, of a normal G3 node is 300, okay? That is the normal base value, 300 per hour. And then your research and shipability and officers kick in. In territory space, all right, the maximum you can get, like in the tier three systems, the maximum you can get is 600 per hour. All right, that's for G3 and G4. Just to give you an idea about how fast these ludicrous nodes are going to be, they have a base rate of 1,500 per hour. 1,500 per hour. Guys, that's five times faster than normal space. Okay? five times faster than normal space. And yes, those are base values, so it should literally be five times faster than what your normal speed is. Okay, so if your normal speed is, if your normal speed is 20,000 an hour, all right, then now it's gonna be 100,000 an hour, okay? Um, somebody says lucrative. Nope, I'm going with ludicrous <laughs> because ludicrous means crazy, all right? Lucrative means very profitable, and that is also a correct word. But I'm sticking with ludicrous because ludicrous means crazy, insane, okay? Um, and that's what they are, crazy, insane. I can mine right now. Uh, I can mine, gosh, I don't even know what my G3 mining rate is. I think on gas with my Antares, it's like 49000 an hour. Guys, that's 250000 an hour I'm going to be able to get to on these ludicrous nodes, all right? So uh, Omicron says, how do those compare to the rogue special mining systems? They are still, I think, over two times larger than those. The Ripper, you could help me out. The, the base mining speed of the Borg Latinum system, or the Borg uh, mining systems, the, way, the ones in outlaw space. Um, so it's not even Borg, sorry. I'm thinking of the Borg Latinum. I'm talking about the, the G3 special systems from the They're outlaw one and store. A half times. They're, they're one and a half times. One and a half times, guys, and these are five times, all right? So you can kind of do your math on that, all right? Very, 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 very cool. Um, and so, yeah, just stupid, stupid fast. I have no idea what the size nodes are. Actually, I take that back. The size oh, nodes yeah. here, um, here is one screenshot that I took from LCARS just a little bit ago when I was sharing this information. They are 1 million in size, 1 million in size at a base rate of 1500 per hour. Uh, and here, for example, you can see here's the one for Perek, and it is crystal, okay, crystal. So those are and those are three star. Unfortunately, again, everything's seeming right now to be geared towards three star. Now, why is that? My personal belief is that this arc was all about catching people up, Ripper. I I, I can't think of any other explanation. We've got a G three mining officer. We've got special G three mining nodes. We've got researches available starting at ops twenty four, and and no higher ops dependency than twenty eight. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like this arc is all about introducing some stuff to help speed up the game 
for lower level players and get them caught up to the rest of the galaxy. I, I, that's that's my feeling on it. You know, that's my feeling on it. Ripper, what do you think? Uh, Ripper, Ripper may have bounced out, or I got kicked. One or the other. Uh, you guys still hearing me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, still got me. Okay, Ripper may be. Uh, Ripper may be. Listen, all of the content creators have been torn in a thousand directions this morning. So, uh, yeah, be aware of that. Now, uh, as uh, Vita is posting uh, some of the stuff in our chat room, and thank you, Stony, as well, guys. I want to point out. All right, we did a video on this. It was released a few hours ago. A lot of this information is contained in that video in a very uh, summary form. All right, but please do go watch it. Uh, even if you listen here, go watch the video. You'll get some information there. And of course, it's jam packed. We would like you to share it with everybody, share it with your team, share it with your enemies. I don't care. Uh, let's just get those metrics and get those views up really, really big, big time stout. I'd appreciate it because a lot of these questions that Panic is going over is already covered in that video. For example, one of these new prime researchers, there's three new primes. One is for active nanoprobes. One is for the Borg refinery, and one is for Latinum. Um, and I would uh, encourage you guys to watch the video on that. But this, uh, this particular prime, the Borg refinery, will be made available for free. This is a prime research, a true prime, not an apex, but a true prime where Scopely is going to give you the necessary epic material, the epic four-star gas, to complete the Borg Refinery Prime. When is this going to happen? Those materials are contained in the 20th milestone of the Elite Battle Pass. Now, someone's going to say, well, that's not free. You're correct. All right. It's still locked behind at least $20. All right. But it is a Prime. And not only that, we're not buying the Battle Pass for the Prime. We're buying the Battle Pass for the Battle Pass and getting a, a added value, getting a free Prime. It's like, you know, Buy this, buy this Big Mac and get one free. Okay, that's what uh, that's what's happening right there. So uh, um, be aware that that one is going to be available in the uh, 20th milestone of the elite track of the battle pass. All right. Scaly says, for us mere mortals, without summoning, will we still get events, or are we in trouble? Of course, you're going to get events. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? And yeah, the Vulcan events continue to come. We just got a Vulcan event on Sunday. Uh, you are still getting your Vulcan, uh, your Vulcan rewards, which was mycelium and Discovery Refinery tokens. The Discovery Refinery tokens are then giving you Spore Drive components and Disco Recruit tokens, so you can continue to work on those officers as well. So yes, uh, we just had one Sunday, and those are slated for once a week. All right, weekly on the Vulcan events because they're not wanting to take up a whole lot of screen time with those. So that's going to happen. Uh, weekly, all right, and give you enough of our day or our weekly allotment, if you will. That's all they're going to give us for the week. That's what we get. All right. Uh, one cool thing that is happening uh, this arc is finally the ability to sort officers by attack, defense, and health, which I'm super excited about. Listen, it's not done, but it, it took them a while to get us this. I'm sure that we will continue to push for presets on crew and crew loadouts, but at the very least, this was the simpler task of the two and we have it now the ability to sort officers by stat and that's huge i mean listen you might not be able to preset save them but now you can still effectively stack them based on your needs of your bridge crew and somebody has already made the observation that it uh, is sorting by base which is completely fine it's going to sort by the base 
officer values without your academy bonus and without research bonuses and without the ship bonuses. And that's okay because if health is still the biggest one, then when you put it on the ship, health is still going to be the biggest one. All right. So I'm okay with that. I agree presets are still needed, Grudging Sue, but uh, this is a step in the right direction and I'm happy that it's finally here. Um, so, and Steven Zarin, you say it doesn't sort off the officer's ship statistics. That's actually not really necessary, okay? It's truly not, because if you take health, all right, by the way, your officer bonus and your academy bonus, they are universal. They're, you know, whatever, 39% or 52% or whatever. If you take defense and multiply it by 52 and take attack and multiply it by 52 and take health and multiply it by 52%, they're all going to still scale. So by sorting them, even without those bonuses, you're still going to be able to see what the best ones are to have. All right. Now, if you're trying to mathematically calculate, you know, that I need 1,100 health points, you know, that's still going to be a challenge. But um, that's still going to be a challenge. But, you know, you still will be able to sort them in order of rank based on that number. So that's uh, that's a very, very good thing. Blue Mandalorian uh, is posting a screenshot of Aaliyah Mackinnon. Um, what is your question there, my friend? What can I do to help you with the new isogen mining officer, Aaliyah Mackinnon, if you have a question? Um, and, and by the way, back to the officer stat thing. Lube, is that thing public now? Because uh, if it is, I'll absolutely promote it. Lube, and I've even talked about this on the podcast, Lube and Stewie. Uh, Stewie Do and uh, Harley, another content creator, myself, Rev Deuce, uh, we have been working on uh, a new officer spreadsheet, and Lube uh, says that it will be ready in just a couple of days. Once you guys uh, have this made available to you, I absolutely recommend you downloading it. It is a very cool tool where you can input your research, input your academy levels, input everything, and this will uh, allow you, after some brief onloading, you'll have to load your officer values and your ranks and all that stuff in there. But once you do that, this will actually help you calculate ship bonuses. And trust me, back in the days before G4, when, when it was just like Mayflower and Sally's, I created this same kind of sheet, and I know how difficult it was. And, and the stat bonuses are the most difficult to calculate because there's so many different variables there. The ships all, I mean, golly, multiple ships have multiple brackets. You know what I'm saying? So, like, some of them are 300%, some of them are 150%, some of them are 200% max, and some are 300% and 350%. So, you've got all these different categories, and uh, their sheet is uh, taking that into account, and I gave up on mine. <laughs> I gave up on mine a long time ago because it's just so much coding, um, and uh, it's just a tremendous amount of coding, and I, I stopped keeping mine up. But uh, it's not available yet. It'll be available in just a couple of days, and... Um, when that is made available, you guys should check that out. <clears throat> um, all right, let's see what else we got. Uh, Blue Mandalorian says, what are the current methods of obtaining these officers? All right, so glad you asked. Of course, the epics, I, I cannot confirm this, but I would imagine, you know, at least on one or two of these epics, there's going to be some style of auction, okay? I mean, that's, that is history, you know, that, that is history. That's how it works. Um, so I would imagine that there's going to be some type of auction event for some of those. Uh, I have been told that Aaliyah Mackinnon, the uncommon mining officer, will be made available to pretty much everybody who participates in this arc. You don't even have to fully participate, but Aaliyah Mackinnon will be available at least at Tier 1, at least at uh, Unlock, for practically everyone who participates in the game. 
Um, as far as the two rare officers, not exactly sure yet on exactly how. I know that there are going to be Uhura shards. All right, I've been told that that Uhura shards are going to be made available, and I have also been told that if you uh, give this arc essentially maximum participation, you will be able to get a tier one unlock of her. All right. Other than that, I don't know. I'm sure there's going to be packs. Okay. I'm sure there's going to be recruitment type offers and things like that. So, um, you know, as far as exact specifics, I can't tell you, but I know that um, we have been told that at least Uhura and at least uh, Aaliyah Mackinnon will be available to all players who participate as a free-to-play for at least an unlock. Commander Green, I answered your sarcophagus question just a short bit ago. I'm sorry you missed it. I, I don't have an answer for you right now, but again, that doesn't mean they're not doing anything. It just means it's not part of this arc, and I haven't been briefed on it. Okay. Divine says, Franklin efficiency costs 20% at level 1, but only 22% at level 2, and then each level is rounded down uh, at 10%. If you're talking about uh, the frequency modulator efficiency, not entirely sure that's right. I know it starts at 20, but level 10 is 60%. Okay, so what they're basically doing, Divine, is giving you a nice little bump right at the beginning. 20% is good, all right? But at level 10, it's 60%. And I did the math on this even in the video. Guys, if you are struggling with that last tier of the Franklin, you know the one where the guns are, are 2 million per, per gun? It's 2.4 million... actually, DJ, not 2. Oh my 2. god, 4. it's even worse, 2.4 million. This research efficiency, well then my math is a little bit off, I said 1.25, Ripper. If you take 2.4 and you divide it by 1.6, that's the new number. Alright, that's the new number. And guys, 60% efficiency reduction is massive. I can tell you right now, now I, I, me personally, I am not unhappy. I am not unhappy with these researches. I'm not unhappy seeing younger players avoid some of the grind. But I'm here to tell you, for players who are working on their Franklin today with this new research, you have no idea. All if that, I don't dislike it. It's cheap. I don't care. I can do it if e I want exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah, no, listen, and, and I'm happy with it. I'm happy that the lower-level players are getting a bone thrown to them because it, it feels like lately... Maybe we don't get all of the, you know, they don't get all the same perks. Um, and, and guys, let's not, let's not twist it here. This research is meant to get players moving quicker, to level them up quicker, to get them more access to currently relevant material. Okay, you know, Stella was what? Ops 25, Vidar was maybe 25 or 27, Stella was 27. So again, you know, trying to get players upgraded so that they can actually fully participate, that's a big thing. Okay, and yes, the Franklin is still a grind, even with this research maxed out. It'll still cost you a million and a half modulators, ish. But I'm here to tell you that's that's a lot better than 2.4 million. All right, so so for those of you looking at that research and wondering if it's worth it, um, hell yeah, okay, absolutely worth it. And and if you're still grinding your your Franklin, all right, a gazillion percent worth it. Do it. Absolutely. All right. You, you will thank me later. Or you can do it the old way. Do it the way me and Ripper had to do it. And, uh, and then you can complain about how terrible it is. Because it is. It's terrible. It is such a grind. Oh, my good God. Such a grind. Um, all right. Uh, taking Stoney's questions from the Q&A. Um, 
We have talked about the jelly service and no plans to rotate yet, so that's confirmed. Uh, reward scale according to ops, that's a common sense question. Looking at, okay, is the economy going to be fixed for 40 plus, not even relevant to the arc? Uh, will this be a three-month arc or a four-month arc? He says he doesn't know. Are there long-term plans to have more non-Federation officers? Three Kirks in the game. Uh, seems like a lot. And, of course, again, common sense. Of course there's going to be new officers introduced into the game. Like, the game's got a lot of life left in it. We've got a lot of properties. Okay. Um, Here's one that is somewhat pertinent. So someone was complaining about having to wait till Ops 39 for the jelly BPs, like we were just talking about. And his answer was, we're essentially adding more ways to get the jelly. We are going to continue to monitor and evaluate the acquisition of the jelly, and we'll make adjustments as needed. And guys, again, even at the 39 plus, it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? This jelly has been so tightly controlled, and it's a 16-month-old ship. It should be easier to get today. It should be cheaper to get today. So, again, I don't have a problem with that aspect. I would, again, would have liked to have seen maybe 34-plus or 36-plus be able to start to bank those, okay? But nonetheless, it is now cheaper, all right? Not to mention the pay option, right? I mean, you could literally, if you're 39-plus and you don't feel like participating in an auction, I'm here to tell you the payback is probably cheaper than the auction anyway. If you're that close and you want to just buy a couple of packs and finish it out, now you can. And that is appropriate. The jelly should be made more more available at a lesser price than it has been for the last 16 months, and uh, it will, you know, and that'll be that's the case here. Okay, uh, Dirty Bird Bill says I'm just going to start working on a second Franklin. Be careful with that bill. Be careful with that bill because there are still in this game Franklin warp components that are pay only as of right now. Like, the, the, there are Franklin Warp components that, to my knowledge, cannot be ground out and cannot be earned. They can only be purchased. So before you start working you on the second Franklin. Well, yeah, for the first Franklin. For the first Franklin. All right. But I personally, I've built my first Franklin. If I wanted to build a second one, I don't have enough Warp components to tear up the Warp drives of the Franklin through all the tiers. You would have to buy a pack. So be aware. If you're going to start working on a second Franklin, that's great but you will not be able to do it without actually spending cash. Like, you must spend cash. That is not an option at this time in this game. All right, so uh, just be aware of that if you want to work on another Franklin. Blue says, I understand research is likely implemented in response to too much grind complaints, but is this any indication that they plan on expanding the Swarm Borg arcs in a way this research will benefit them? So <clears throat> here's the thing. Swarm is still very much a part of our everyday lives if you do it for dailies. It's very much a part of our weekly lives if you do it for con, and, and why wouldn't you? Okay, Swarm Sunday continues to be one of the best-paying events in the game. Hands down, bar none, you should be doing Swarm Sunday every Sunday. Okay, so I would imagine that, you know, things like the Franklin Impulse research, that's just helping players who already have their Franklin Max get it done faster. Uh, for players who don't have their Franklin Max, you know, this is going to get them to that point faster. Um, I am not aware of any immediate plans to expand on the Swarm arc, although I'm sure Ripper will agree. I would very much like to see that um, because I feel like Borg 33 space is already somewhat crowded. And now, you know, we're going to jam, 
you know, another 20% of the player base in there. So I, I am hopeful for a Swarm expansion, but I have no information on that. As far as Borg, you know, I, I don't care if they do another arc or not. Borg is still vitally important. Everything that's available in that Borg refinery is so crucially important. Faction credits, reputation, independent credits. And now you've got a Borg Prime that is going to be made a free uh, to anybody who, to, who buys the Elite Battle Pass for 20 bucks, And that's going to double the output. All right. And by the way, it was confirmed, even though the service says uh, or the uh, the research says faction credits, I did receive confirmation that that will include independent credits. So at a tier nine Vidar, OK, I'm getting 300 faction credits and now it's 600. That's phenomenal. All right. I'm getting uh, what is it? One hundred and twenty board credits or independent credits now two forty. That's incredible. All right. Active nanoprobes. I'm getting 4,800. Now I get 9,600. That's incredible. Anybody who's not consistently still uh, doing and pushing their Vidar into Borg space on, you know, either a, a weekly or daily basis, I think is missing out on some great payouts. So I believe that this does help the grind, but whether or not they introduce another arc, the Borg refinery is still something you should be 100% focusing on. All right. <clears throat> um, Let's see. Uh, Captain Sweet Tea says, so right now from the Jellyfish service, you can only get the Jelly BPs and Ops 39. That does appear to be accurate right now. Okay? That does appear to be accurate right now. So we're still trying to uh, maybe push to get that changed, but I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, <clears throat> again, A-Deal has given me some questions from Panic. You know, I feel, I feel bad for Panic a little bit because he's feeling a lot of questions that have nothing to do with the arc. You know, like generators and vaults. I, I, I wouldn't be answering those questions. <laughs> I mean, um, it's, it's a long time complaint, though. So yeah. Oh yeah. No, I get it. I get it. It's just not pertinent to what we're working on here today. Um. Yes, Luck Buck. I know it'll be available for free if you buy the twenty dollars battle pass. It is very funny. I know it's a funny statement, but again, we don't buy the battle pass. You know, for the prime, or at least consider it added value. You know, most people do buy the Battle Pass. 80% of players buy the $20 Battle Pass. 80%. Okay? So now, if you're truly in that 20% free-to-play, then I understand. Then no, you're not going to get a Prime. But, you know, this has been going around a lot, too. People say, well, there's ways to grind the other Primes. And I don't disagree with that. But I'm going to remind you, okay? These Primes that you're grinding, they are two years old or a year and a half old. Okay, Prime Officer's been out for a little over a year, and a, a little under a year and a half now. These primes are old. Roy came in and even said about the territory primes that they would eventually become grindable. But key word, eventually, guys. I do not expect that in the next month or in the next two months. All right, I expect it to be a year out. To be, if I'm being perfectly frank with you, I expect it to be a year out. All right, because that's when the other primes were made available. These primes are brand spanking new. All right, I do not expect them to be grindable for free anytime in the near future primes are exactly that they were intended at the beginning of this game primes were pay only all right for the first year of this game primes were 100 pay you did not get them uh through a grind couldn't do it okay i mean you could if you waited till you were ops 40 you know for for uh you know prime hole all the way back there at ops 20 you know what i'm saying so again Primes were never meant to be free out the gate. That's why they're primes, okay? So I don't expect you guys to, to go out and be able to do that immediately. The fact that they're giving you one in the Elite Battle Pass, in my mind, is 
freaking phenomenal. I may even dare say call it generous, all right? But it is phenomenal that they're giving you that free Prime. Primes are not typically supposed to be free, okay? So just, uh, just keep that in mind. All right? Um, Shot in the Dark says a Prime for $20, $80 saved plus a Battle Pass. Sign me up. And I don't disagree. It's a ridiculously good value. And now that the Prime is in there, it's even freaking better than that. Um, so, uh, Impervious says, I'm bummed I'm not going to be able to grind the primes as 100% free-to-play, but it is as it is. Expect that payers get the advantage, and, and unfortunately, that is the truth. Payers do get the early access. And again, Impervious, I'm not saying that they'll never be grindable. Uh, heck, even right now, for Ops 41, you can grind these primes for free, but Ops 41 is a long ways off for a lot of us, myself included. So... Panic says, no auction for new Epic officers. Is it true? Oh, golly. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Like I said, they have not given us the, the distribution plans for these new officers. So, you know, that's why I didn't comment on the video. And that's why Wait, I didn't did comment he actually on it say here. That? Uh, according to a deal uh, over in the, over in the uh, frequently asked questions right now, Panic said that there's no auctions for Epic officers. Okay. That uh, here, will there be auction events for the new Epics? Not that we know of yet. And I see that screenshot there. So, again, they had not told us that, okay? They had not shared that information, so I do not know. Uh, that's why I didn't comment on it in the video and why I haven't speculated on it here, because I don't know exactly what their deployment plans are. But I'll tell you this, if they're not going to do an auction, that's super interesting. I mean, the only other way you do that, then, is either with direct packs or events. And I'm not going to necessarily be opposed to either one of those, at least with a direct pack. You know, you know exactly what it's going to cost, and you can get it for the exact price that's listed. And if it's through events, then that's a grinder's path, you know, so um, that's not a bad thing either. I'm not opposed to either one of those methods as compared to an auction where you never know what you're actually going to end up paying. So hmm. I, uh, I, don't, I don't mind that, all right, if, that, if that's true. But that would also be stepping away from a very traditional model that Scopely has. So I, I, I would take that, at least at this point, with a small grain of salt. Um, you know, hey, maybe they avoid the auction. That'd be that'd be cool. But they've always had auctions, and and they are profitable. <laughs> so I don't know why they would get rid of them. All right. Um, Venom says maybe they'll be available with event payouts that you have to place in first through fifth. And Callus kind of jokingly, quippingly replies, "That's basically an auction event." <laughs> maybe, unless unless it's a true grinders event, Callus. We've seen true grinders events before, so that could happen. All right. Um, but money. <laughs> but yes, but money. I need it. Empress Sassy Cheeks, welcome to the show, says another new ship, his smirk, suggests that there will be. Again, um, here's, what I, here's what I can tell you, at least for Arc 1, we don't have any information on that. All right. They haven't told us if they're going to do it. If they do it, they'll be popping it on us. Um, but I don't expect a new ship in Arc 1. But, I mean, does that mean we'll never get a new ship? Obviously not. Eventually we'll get something. Uh, as to whether or not it pertains to this arc, have no idea. But as of this moment, I have no information on a new ship for this arc. Grudging Seu says, define a true grinder's event like a hostile equals a point. Uh, yeah, uh, a grinder's event is exactly that, where there's not a pay component, uh, or at least a very minimal pay component. Uh, I take you guys back to the leaderboard, the solo leaderboard uh, that gave away Sarcophagus Blueprints last month. That, in my mind, was a well-designed, uh, perfectly designed, 
uh, Grinders event, all right? There was a pay component, but if you recall, somebody would have to spend massive, massive amounts of G3 to keep up with you. Like, for example, in a, in a Sally, okay? If you're an Ops 30 and you got a Sally and you're grinding out to kill, uh, what did we say the math was on that Ripper? I don't remember. I think it was for every level 40 hostile. Like, if you went to Tygo Corps and you were grinding hostiles down there for the reputation event, all right? For every hostile you killed, somebody would have to spend 23 uncommon, okay? Now, if you only kill 10 hostiles, eh, 230 uncommon ain't bad, but if you kill 100 hostiles, now you're up to 2,300. You kill 500 hostiles, now you're up to over north of 10,000, okay? So you got to think, that is, in my opinion, that's a well-balanced grinder's event. You can absolutely outgrind the spender in points because every point required someone to spend 23 uncommon. Now, I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but my God, how many reds can you grind out too? So that, that to me was a well-designed uh, grind. No, if, if you're going to grind, you're, you're going to win. You cannot pay to actually get that. With that event, that's true. And by the way, I won <laughs> and didn't spend a single uncommon. I won my brackets leaderboard for that event um, and didn't spend any uncommon. I ground the whole thing out. All right, so it absolutely can be done, and I, and I praised that event. I thought it was a very well-designed grinder's event. <clears throat> Professor says, I haven't been told about the new ship because I ruined the sarcophagus. That is very possible. Uh, they, they even made a joke about that uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, that, uh, that, I, that I screwed up the introduction of the Sarko. <laughs> so... Uh, I mean, it, it wasn't going to be a good introduction either way, to be honest. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> they they said that I could have bought them a couple more hours, though, is what they said. Uh, <laughs> uh, Grudging Sue says, but wasn't that more points the higher you hit? Yes, that's correct, Grudging Sue, it was, but those ops brackets were also pretty tightly bracketed. I was only competing with 37 through 39. Uh, 35 and 36 had their own bracket. So, again, if you're competing with your own weight class, you know, listen, if you're competing with your own weight class and your Sally is weaker than somebody in your weight class, then that's nobody's fault but yours. You know what I'm saying? If you're, if you're both Ops 36 and his Sally's Tier 9 and yours is Tier 5, okay, then that's actually on you, like legitimately on you. So, you know, that's, that's how I look at that. All right, now, if somebody with a Tier 5 Sally's going against me and my 4 million jelly... That's not quite right. You know, that's not as fair. Omicron says it was ridiculous grinding, not worth the time. I'll tell you, I did grind it. And it wasn't for the sarcophagus blueprints. I told you guys on my show, I did it for the event store loot. And I'm glad I did in hindsight, because how much loot did I finish with? I finished with like 580 loot. I literally bought my last shard to max out Ash Tyler and had 580 loot left. If I had missed a single place, in any event all month long, I would not have been able to finish Max uh, Ash Tyler. So yeah, I grinded I, it too. If you didn't grind it, actually, you would not have gotten the Sarko for free. That's correct. That's correct. So uh, anyway, um, let's see. What else we got? Venom says, well, if they've released TOS officers, I'm sure we may see an old school enterprise uh, or would like to think maybe crossed fingers. I listen just from a from a fandom perspective. I don't disagree. I'd love to see something classic in the game, but you have to consider where it would be. And just like I mentioned in the video, to me, this property deserves legendary status. I know a lot of people might disagree, 
Okay, but if you're going to bring the original Enterprise into the game, I believe it should not be a one-and-done ship. Or, if it is, it needs to have a good, strong, long-lasting capability. I do not want to see the original Enterprise disrespected like the sarcophagus was. If it comes into the game, it deserves to be legendary. It deserves to have long-term value. It deserves to have gusto. You know what I'm saying? And, and to do anything less than that, I think, is just disrespectful to the property. This property, probably, Ripper, and I don't know if you're an original TOS fan. This property, to me, to me, this property deserves the utmost in care and respect. And I know a lot of people may not feel that way. But to me, this property is, I mean, it's where it all began, folks. Literally, without, yep. without Shatner and without Nimoy, not only does this property never take off, do we not have this game? Do we not have 50-plus years of entertainment and sci-fi? Okay, I, I'm, I'm just telling you, this, this series, to me, deserves revere. And, and I want it to be handled properly. And I hope that I'm not the only person that feels that way, and I hope Scopely you know, honors that uh, for, you know, for players like myself. Ooh, I just found an, an, an unannounced change. Could be a mistake, maybe. Um, never. Yeah, what mistake did you... Can we talk about what mistake you found? Probably not. That's all right. You can PM me. We'll take a look in a minute. I'm not, not sure if, if it's a mistake yet. But... Venom says, Scopely is good at color-coding things. Like most games, blue for rare, purple for epic. With TOS coming in, I'd like to see a color set of orange uh, for legendary. Here's a, the only reason... Now, listen, I say legendary, okay? I mean legendary in the sense of the word. I want it to be, I want it to be amazing, okay? It doesn't need to be as expensive as a legendary ship would be. <laughs> let's, let's get that clear. Um, I don't necessarily want legendary items in the game, I just want this art to be treated with the legend and the fame that it deserves. Okay? Krauss says, what are the new systems? They are all off of Fastolf. I said to Jet earlier, but that's the general region. Uh, the three new systems branch off from Fastolf. They are one for each G3 material. They have one million size nodes, and they mine at a base rate of 1,500 an hour, which is approximately 500% faster than a normal G3 node. Um, Harry says, have you done any research yet? No, I haven't. Uh, literally just got the game back when you guys did. Um, and we'll be working on some of that research, the non-prime research, uh, throughout the day today, but I have not done any yet. I've been with, I've been literally in the official discord and with you guys since the game came back up. So there you go. Uh, a deal says, will TOS officers work in PVE or against armadas? Um, I'm going to say no. Okay, I'm going to say no, because all three officers have very specific verbiage that says when fighting players. When fighting players. So, um, oh, I'm going... Or, well, yeah, but that's still PvP. So, <laughs> I'm going to presume no in PvE. Okay? Uh, for those, uh, I think, Kraus. A, no, Adil asked that question. Um, thank you, Adil, for the question. No, I would assume that this is a PvP set only. Starfury says, official release cautions that research be done after the event starts. And yes, I don't know that I have said that 
uh, any more times than I've ever said anything in the video. I said it four times. I even added a very nice echoey effect, all right, uh, to make sure everybody gets it. Do not complete crimes. Do not and complete the, crimes. And, uh, panic said it on the official. Yeah, do not complete crimes before event reset today. There will be an event for that. And given the amount of communication effort that Scopely has put into the fact of saying do not do primes, I would seriously doubt they're going to issue any compensation for somebody who does one early, so don't, don't expect it. Okay, Ask for it if you want. You ain't going to get it. Scopely has put in a great deal of effort into the communication of do not do primes. Now, impervious, you say no, only primes or any research. My information, everything that I've been told says primes, but hey, better safe than sorry, right? Better safe than sorry. You've only got three hours left. You've gone two years in the game without this research. Three hours ain't going to make a difference. Okay? When they specifically tell you not to do it, if you do it, how can you expect for, a, for a compensation? That's just stupid. Oh, somebody will. Somebody will be ready. You know that. <laughs> somebody will be like, ah, they didn't tell us. All right. Uh, somebody, somebody will say that eventually. Uh, thank you, Stoney, for the copy and paste. Uh, that appears to be a duplicate of one that we've already seen, so uh, nothing new there. But uh, yeah, just don't, uh, just don't do it. Uh, Crazy says, DJ, so I thought I remembered you saying there were not research dependencies for the new research. Okay, um, so I was slightly wrong. However, it's not multi-leveled. Okay, some of the new research will require the tier one unlock of the preceding research, which actually makes complete sense. It's a tree, right? You got to unlock the one to move to the next, but that's where it stops. There are no higher, like you don't have to have, if you want to go to level 10 on uh, modulator efficiency, you don't have to go to level 10 on impulse, for example. Yes, you, you do. Are you a thousand percent positive on that? L cards does not have any dependencies listed. Hold on. Are you sure? Elkars, Elkars has dependencies listed at just tier one, which is makes sense. It's a tree. You've got to unlock the one node to get to the next node. And it's my, now there are ops. Listen, there are ops dependencies, and I put that in the video, okay? But if you're ops 28, if you're ops 28 or higher, you will have no dependencies other than just the tier one unlock of any preceding research, okay? So, yeah, listen, if you're ops 25... If you're Ops 25, you're not going to be able to max the tree, okay? But that's not a research dependency. That's an Ops dependency, and I'm totally fine with that. That makes perfect sense to me. All right? But research dependencies don't exist, and I'm very, very happy about that because that allows you to choose For the research. For frequency modulator cost efficiency level 5, you need Fra USS Franklin Impulse Speed 5. It is so in LCOS. So that you have to wasn't... max Impulse to max ah, the cost okay, efficiency. Well, that was not in Elkar's when we got our first data dump. Daggone it. Okay. So I'm pretty sure that was always in there. Hmm. Okay. Well, so then I take that back. I, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan for choosing your research. Okay. I'm a huge fan for choosing. Like, you know, for me, now in this particular case, I probably will do the Franklin Impulse, but I have no need for the modulator efficiency, you know, so at least those are in the right order. Um, I don't but, know if, if, like, if they're cross-dependencies. Yeah, I'll, I'll go back and I'll double-check that. You know what, let me hop on the computer now. I'm, I'm at work, so let me, let me hop in here, and I'll pop onto the PC as I continue to chat with you guys. 
and uh, we'll there, probably... there are cross dependencies. You have to do levels of the cost efficiency to do uh, the impulse. Are there cross deficiencies across the ships? Like, does is it only Franklin or I think Bedard? it's it's just in in those. <clears throat> It's just, so you have to do some levels of the cost efficiency to max the impulse speed, and you have to do some of the like it's basically one column. You have to do some in 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 the column of both. You know, and that's almost a little disappointing because, uh, for example, now the one that I specifically tested, the one that I specifically tested was the Devore one. The oh no, Nanoprobe Hunter, Nanoprobe Hunter, literally. As far as yeah, Nanoprobe Hunter doesn't have anything. Well, then I should have. The I should have. <laughs> See, I should have tested them all. Daggone it! Misinformation. Count oh, you could have watched that one video that you got. I know. I didn't. Uh, I didn't go through the the entire thing. We po the the video is posted. All right, so maybe you guys will see it in my video. I just didn't point it out in voice. Um, but uh, there you go. <clears throat> all right, so. So we do apparently see um, a few research dependencies there. But again, I, you know what? I'm going to go back to this. These researches are so incredibly cheap. So incredibly cheap that it's not, to me, the end of the world if you have to do that. Uh, I mean, we're talking less than a million uh, dilithium, titanium. And with researches, it's, it's significantly less. I mean, like, you know, hundreds of thousands. So um, I think that, you know, these researches were made so inexpensive that it's not necessarily the end of the world if you do have a couple of them. At least they're not being tied to, you know, Battleship Hull 8, you know, for example. So, yeah, Blue Mandalorian is showing it right there. So, yep, sorry, guys, I missed, I missed the mark on that one. Missed the mark on that one. It um, happens. Yeah, it. it happens. I'm only human. All right, I am actually receiving a communication from Ops, and I will read this to you if I'm granted permission to do so. Stand by. Oh, no, um, everything is burning. Yeah, no. Um, Andar says, really glad my Franklin is still Tier 1. Well, buddy, it, it's going to save you a ton of time. Now, a Franklin Tier 1 is probably, truthfully, nothing to be super proud of. <laughs> All right, but... But... Not, <laughs> uh, but Nonetheless, uh, it will be cheaper and easier and faster for you to tear it up, and uh, and you definitely should. Okay, <laughs> you definitely should. Yeah, uh, Crazy so says just went to the last tier, so now I pay as much as I paid on the previous tier. If I managed yeah. to recharge. Yeah. Well, and you know, hey, even that that last tier is such a bear, so it'll at least help you out. Um, by the way, what beautiful artwork! Rev had this right, man. What beautiful artwork in the game right now. Um, um, just absolutely stunning. The new officer cards, even the new splash screen. I'm going to throw this, uh, since I'm now on the computer, I'm going to throw this in the chat room. Uh, and I know people have been sharing it, but man, let me tell you something. This is the type of respect that I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? This is the type of of uh, homage that the original series deserved. What beautiful They just should have had Shaq on that What's yeah. that? Be ready. Well, he, but he's not dead. Be ready. So that's why they didn't throw him up there. I, I believe that this is a wonderful, a wonderful um, homage to Leonard Nimoy. Um, I think his likeness is pretty daggone close. You know, for an animated character, <laughs> you know, for a for an animation or a, or a, a painting or an artwork. 
Um, it, it's, it's just beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, and I'm very, very pleased with, with that. The, the, yeah. The artist that they got was really, really good for this. And, and I hope, you know, that, um, that this is you know, what we continue to see artwork wise throughout this art. Cause it, it's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. And Venom, you got it right. It shows out of the gate that at least Scopely uh, recognizes the respect that Leonard Nimoy deserves. And, and I could not agree with you more. Could not agree with you more. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece of artwork. Uh, and I'm very, very pleased to see it. Um, all right. Going through some of the chat here. And let me see if you guys have any other questions. Uh, somebody just asked, what was the communication from Ops? I, I can't read it to you yet. I'm still waiting for clearance. Um, but uh, it does pertain to the update repair glitch. And, uh, and I'll read it to you just as soon as I get clearance uh, to share that with you. Um, folks, I will also point out in the news center, we do have patch notes, okay, that indicate there we still have not yet received our calendar of events, which is to be expected. I would expect that that is going to be made available um, when the events actually go live and when they launch. So um, I do, I do expect that. <clears throat> uh, Divine says, so is Franklin efficiency research bugged or as intended 20% at level one, but level two is only a 10% increase. So uh, to level one, so it's only 22 and not 30. No, I, I think what they wanted to do there, Divine, was to make it significant enough to unlock, right? Um, but it's not always supposed to be linear. Where does it say 22? I'm confused. <clears throat> um, that's what they wrote in text. Let me go back to uh, my uh, Elkars bot here. And by the way, guys, this is all in Elkars, and I absolutely encourage the use of this uh, frequency... Efficiency. Cost efficiency level one is 20, then 30, 40, 50, 60. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm confused. Why, where's that 22 coming from? I just threw it into the chat room. I mean, I don't. All right, thank it's, you. It's, 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 yeah. As in 10% of 20 is 22. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, V-Ready. That's frequency modulator cost. It's 20, 30, 40, 15, 60. And actually, you know, crazy enough, even though I said it's not supposed to be linear, there it is. It's very linear. Um, but 20% getting a good, you know, a good bump there. And then, of course, you know, 60% of Tier 5. So um, Divine says because it adds 10% at Level 2, so at max it's on. No, no, okay, you're getting it wrong. So this is, Divine, this is an efficiency research, okay? So you're using your dividing model, okay? So because there's no other research like this in the game, here's your formula, okay? Your base cost of frequency modulators, which let's say for a big gun at tier nine, it's 2.4 million. You're going to divide that by one plus the sum of all bonuses. In this particular case, all right, the sum of the bonus is going to be just this research. There's no other research for this. So if it's 60% at tier five, then you're going to divide the 2.4 million by um, uh, 1.6, okay? And that's going to result in a 1.5 million cost, all right? Now, it doesn't discount 60% like we're used to going into a store and something's half off and it's $30 and it equals $15. That's not how efficiencies work in this game. It never has been, okay, ever. That's so, why they call it efficiency and not cost reduction it's, because it's not exactly. a reduction. Exactly. It's not a reduction. It is an efficiency, meaning that you reduce it by that percent uh, and so you would reduce it by 1.6, and and that's why. Okay, so don't get too hung up on the differences between the levels. Just do the math on it. Okay, and uh, and you'll see the significance that it offers. <clears throat> okay. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, Blue Mandalorian says this character was leaked as the same Section 31 officer we saw in a video last January. Thank you. Um, and yes, I mean, hey, you know, we saw Mud show up a couple months later. <laughs> we saw now we've seen Leonard Nimoy pop up here. Uh, you know, obviously they have had these likenesses in the system for a while. But, you know, last January, it, it wasn't supposed to be leaked. It wasn't ever supposed to happen. So, you know, they're using some of these. Uh, but just uh, Blue says, as an FYI of how their plans have evolved, you know, of course, you know, yeah, likenesses have changed. Names have even changed here a little bit. Um, and uh, and their abilities have changed over time. So absolutely there. All it right. Had a different um, name, though, back then. Yes, it did have a different name back then. Okay, I am now getting permission to share this uh, communication from LiveOps. Um, just as an update on ship repairs, the ship repair itself is working okay. It is just the client with a glitch. As long as you click repairs on the bottom left panel, it will work. It will not take latinum. Uh, it will just uh, prompt your speed up screen, okay? We are working to release a client hotfix, but first we need to fully understand the issue, and we have a team working on that right now. And when we have a fix, which we currently do not, it will take several hours to push it to the appropriate stores. It is our determination that this problem should not hold off on the content release. So for now, we are continuing as scheduled. Um, so if nothing changes, then uh, we will see events launch on time. So for now, just try to use the workaround. But obviously, this is a client issue and have to be pushed and approved by Apple and Google. So it's going to take a little bit of time to get out there. Okay. But um, uh, there you go. Now, we are also seeing... Uh, if you are struggling with this, all right, if you're struggling with this then, uh, and want to hop out of the game, then uh, LiveOps is apparently also preparing a gift chest with a few shields as a token of, uh, of you know, protection. They're going to give you a couple of shields if you want to uh, you know, hop out of you know, the game for a little while, but a couple of shields to keep your station safe while they correct the bug. So if you feel like you can't play right now, they're at least going to compensate you with the shield. And, uh, and that should be coming very, very soon, okay? I uh, don't know how soon, but that'll be coming into the game very shortly. And, of course, who doesn't have shields to spare right now? I mean, truthfully, you should have hundreds. Hundreds uh, is what you should have. Okay, um, very quickly, let me hop back into our chat as I'm kind of checking chats across all the discords that I've got. <clears throat> Commander Taylor says, does anyone think when they refer to not doing primes yet, they mean any new research, as it was said, prime and TOS were interchangeable terms due to late change? Okay, so Taylor, that, again, that is my uh, communication. I don't want to even say error, because what I was referring to with prime and TOS were the names of the officers. So you guys are seeing TOS James T. Kirk. His original release did indicate TOS James T. Kirk. Prime, um, not T. Uh, sorry, yeah, it, the original release was Prime. That's right. The original release said Prime, James T. Kirk, and they changed it to TOS at the last second. The reason that I said use those terms interchangeably is because they warned us that there was too much text already designed for the game and events. So you may still see uh, references to Prime, James T. Kirk. And if you see that, then just know that that is, of course, the new officer. That is TOS, James T. Kirk. Uh, Captain Planet says they did it because I refused to call it toss. Absolutely. That's, that's true news right there. Okay. Scopely catering to my ment mental fate regarding TOS. Uh, 
<laughs> so anyway, Blue Mandalorian says, I would think it's any research. Outlaw and Territory did the same thing. All research counts, but more points for primes. The only reason that I may, and again, Blue, you're absolutely right as far as better safe than sorry. I wouldn't do any research right now. But they did specifically say the primes. And the reason that I think that that may actually hold true is because of all the anger and the PR nightmare that happened as a result of outlaw and territory uh, in allowing people to do researches before the event launched. So they may have actually modified that mechanic. And if they have, then I think that's a good thing because they're trying to stave off communication errors. Because again, let's face it, you know, we have tens of thousands of people in various discords. Elkars has like 50,000. We've got, I think, six or 7,000. But that still does not represent all of the player base. So some of the player base is still not going to get that communication. Um, and for that reason, I believe that Scopely has possibly taken a step to mitigate that type of miscommunication here. So on the other hand, Stevens Aaron, people should have learned and not do it again. I don't disagree. And, and that's why I say for now, I'm just going to hold on the research. But um, it very well could be that it launches and the event is just for primes. And that's okay if it is. Better safe than sorry. Blue Mandalorian says uh, ETA for the ARC calendar. I would expect that the ARC calendar will be available um, when the events launch, which should hopefully be here in about two hours and 43 minutes. Um, that's what I'm guessing, Planets, although I don't have confirmation, but that is my guess. Okay. Also receiving the communication now from Live Ops that ceasefire. Oh, my goodness. So sorry, Raiders. So sorry, Raiders. If you reboot your game, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to see Ceasefire has been extended by 24 hours. Oh, good. Really? Ceasefire has been... I'm rebooting my client now to see if uh, if it's already happened. Oh, I'm so sorry, Raiders. So sorry, Raiders. That's a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. Uh, (laughs) We're going to file my complaint. Oh my gosh, I don't like that move. But again, I, I understand what they're doing. <laughs> if, if people can't repair their ships, then... And again, I go back to people are not in the Discord. Not all of them anyway. So somebody may log in who's not plugged into the community. A casual player may log in and say, you know, it's not working and just log back out. So, my resettlement uh, lag, I still have Yeah, I still see six hours on mine as well. So it hasn't been changed yet. Uh, but that is the announcement that... Uh, that is the announcement that, uh, that we just got, is that ceasefire will be extended by, it says by 24 hours. God, I hope they don't add 24 hours. I mean, I hope they just add maybe 16. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like it. I don't like that at all. So a couple of bugs here and there. Yeah, yeah, I see one or two. I see one Unfortunate. or two. Um, Notification yeah, still getting stuck. Yeah, um, not the end of the world, I think, in some of these cases. But obviously, to players who are not communicating, uh, for players who are not able to see, you know, some of the communications from Discord, obviously, it may look like something is is very wrong, even though it's just something in the client. So, yeah, no rating today. Yuck. Captain Sweet Tea says, crap, I've already broken my ceasefire. I don't know. Maybe when they extend it, you'll get it back. I, I have no idea. I don't know how that'll work. I haven't broken mine yet because I've been on with you guys. But um, <laughs> Kel says, that must mean that the first event's going to be a rating event. 
Good job, ceasefire. I <laughs> 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 hope not. I hope not. Um, El Cheapo says, I've got a little bit of alcohol in me, so long ceasefire is good. Uh, Schwifty says, I had to hit the lower speed up button and it let me finish the repair, and that is correct. They have confirmed that that is the temporary workaround while a client fix is being deployed to the Apple and Google stores, but this is going to take several hours, they indicate, uh, not only for the approval process, but for actually diagnosing the problem, fixing the client on their end, and then publishing it to Apple and Google. Um, Super Buzzy says, how can a 31 hit a level 18 if they changed hit limits? Um, don't know. Buzzy, if you were in territory space, then there are no limits, but if you were out of territory space, um, I don't know. Let me go back over to my Cars bot, and uh, let's see. I don't think PvP levels have changed, but a 31 uh, has traditionally only been able to hit down to a 23. So I'm going to assume that you are in territory space, floating, because uh, other than that, there's no other reason you should have been able to. Yep, in territory space. There you go. <clears throat> Luckbuck says, is it me or is it weird to have a multi-billion dollar company using a third-party app to communicate to their customer base? You know, the reason why I'm okay with it, Luckbuck, I mean, obviously they've got the Game Center, and I do believe that they should use it for an announcement, a short announcement, I, I agree. But, I mean, hey, if the tool's there, you know, why reinvent the wheel? You know, I mean, a, lot a, lot of major, of, a lot of major companies of big, use Microsoft sorry. Teams, and, you know... Uh, go ahead, Ripper, go ahead. Many big companies use Twitter to announce issues. Yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot of companies will use third-party apps, Microsoft Teams, or Skype, or Zoom, so... Um, yes. But uh, yeah. Scopy well, doesn't want the that wheel. because it's uh, visible in search engines, and Scopy doesn't want you to find issues with their products in search engines. Mm. Maybe, uh, but but again, I mean, they've got one. They've got the news center, um, and you know, for example, me personally, I feel like this announcement should be in the news center, and and maybe it will be. Listen, Discord's also a lot faster. You know, the news center is not exactly easy. It still requires, you know, a tool. You still got to, you know, plug it in. You got to set the dates and, and there may even still be some coding, you know, with formatting and stuff like that. So I would imagine that the news center is not exactly, you know, as quick and easy as Discord would be. Discord no, is also easy. The funny yeah. part is it pushes at different times, even on the same server. I, I Exactly. I mean, multiple people get there at different times. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't disagree. Well, I don't disagree. To that, I can say the client uh, asks for news uh, periodically, and it's if you don't get if you get the news later, it's because they pushed it later on the servers. It's not a client issue. Well, but I mean, there's also there, listen. There is also the fact that somebody on server 15 can get an announcement or get events that pop or et cetera, et cetera, faster than I can. You know, maybe by 10 or 15 minutes. So. You know, there, you know, there obviously is some type of latency or some type of uh, rollout. We've always seen that. Listen, events roll out to different servers at different times. Even rollouts can be delayed. So, um, you know, it just is what it is. Discord is fast. I don't think that they should not use the game news center, but Discord is always going to get it first. I mean, it's type, 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 send, you know, and super easy. Not to mention that they've got hundreds, hundreds of discords that are linked to theirs, not to mention they also have moderators and content creators uh, who are following that very closely, and we've got hundreds of discords linked to ours. Uh, Ripper, what was it? I don't, I don't think Farty is here right now, but he gave a staggering statistic the other day. What was it, like 700 discords follow the announcements channel from Elkars? I mean, it's unbelievable. Just crazy how many discords follow his. Let me see if I can find it. Um, 
okay, I was wrong. 670. Yeah. 670 discords follow oh, the announcements so channel. percent already. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, 670 uh, discords follow the Elkars announcements channel. I've only got like, I think, 80 or 90 or something like that. Let me, let me look at mine real quick. I think mine is not nearly that high. Um, but, I mean, that's, that's incredible. So Discord is, is a tool. It's already been set up for this, and it's been set up for immediate widespread messaging, and it works. You know, obviously it works. So, um, you know, again, why reinvent the wheel there? Nothing that they could do is going to be better than what Discord does. I mean, truthfully. Uh, my announcements channel. Ooh, golly, mine's up. I've got 107 servers following me. Daggone, that's nice. I got 107 servers following uh, our announcement channel here at Talking Trek. So that's cool. Um, I just posted the maintenance chest. They just gave some shields. That's it, nothing else. Okay, and, and I don't think that's inappropriate. So the maintenance ended on time. We got a small bug here. Uh, they gave us some shields to protect your station. I, I, think, that's, I think that is fine, you know, uh, especially if the events launch on time. I don't, I don't see a problem with this. Okay, nothing is, is ridiculously broken. Nothing is, is affecting gameplay. You know, it just uh, kind of is what it is. All right. Um, Zisco posted a jellyfish service uh, chart. This is done mathematically and based on time, um, which is, I mean, listen, I appreciate the info at the top, the 1BPs, the cost and ISO. You know, I, I get all that. I'm fine with that. But, you know, the time calculation, I have a major problem with because it's not the only method. It's not the only method. You've also got Epic Armada Chest. You've also got, um, you know, auction BPs where, listen, maybe you score in the 20th place and maybe you get three BPs, you know. Um, and so I got a little bit of an issue with that particular comparison. No, but that because... depends on the server, DJ. Some days, some, like my server is a low pop, so only... There's only there's only first place. There's nothing else. Yeah. Well, okay. That then that certainly matters, and and that puts all the more importance on epic armadas, right? I mean, you know, within my alliance, people who are chasing the jelly, we do our best to make sure that they get preferred spots. We make sure we do our best to make sure that they've got five thousand epic armada credits every you know six days and twenty one hours or whatever the weird timer is. Okay. So you know, basically every single week, we make sure that they've got. 5,000 credits and and that you know listen one week it may not give any the next week it may give out eight you know so uh even when i when i gave my hint you know this to me was not intended to you know was not intended to give anybody a free jelly next month this i think was intended to just i mean listen it almost doubles the amount of jelly blueprints that are available in the game on a routine basis auctions notwithstanding you know, if you get one or three or five or even eight out of an Epic Armada chest, and, you know, this is going to give you another five per week. It's just it's just help cutting down on the time, cutting down on the time. So and then Stoney says, yeah, when you get real close, bam, buy a pack. I mean, listen, I don't know. I don't know that I wouldn't have spent one hundred dollars if I was if I was 13 blueprints shy. I don't know that I wouldn't have spent one hundred dollars to get it uh, at the time. Now, I will say this now and sorry, Scopely. Now, at this point. Knowing what I know about the jelly, knowing how long it's going to take it to become effective, and knowing how my rate of acquisition of the materials would be at Ops 39, no, I would not buy the pack. I would not buy the pack because uh, as a 39, and I do plan on staying here for a while, this ship is probably not going to be wildly useful to me until I hit 41. 
until I can, you know, start refining Uncommon and, and you know, and I say wildly useful. I mean, I, I believe in Tier 4, it will become useful. Um, but, but at Ops no, 39, it's just to, so unless hard. Unless you're willing to scrap some memes. I'm not saying that it. I'm not saying 100% true, Blue. I know that you know Paracebellum is going to give you Mayflower scraps are going to give you. I, I'm not. I know. I know that there are ways to work around it. There are ways to work around it by all means. Okay. Um, just saying that at 39, truthfully, your epic ship should still be more useful. All right. In PvP, in PvP, the jelly, my my jelly doesn't stand up. It doesn't stand up. So um, Nuts says, uh, build a T3 ship and scrap it. I, I would love to do that, okay? Truthfully, I would. But my G3 epics still need those same materials, and that's my priority right now. For me, as a player, you got to choose, and my choice is to continue to work on my G3 epics before scrapping. I'm perfectly happy staying at 39 for a while. And to do that, uh, I want to continue to work on my jelly. Plus, not only that, but guys, once you hit 40 or 41, you're going to see, you know, and I know some people agree and some people disagree, but, but mathematically I've seen it at, at level 40, the number of G3 that you get does taper off a little bit. I know some people say it does not. I, I don't think that that's true. No, it definitely does. You basically get the same amount of G3 from uh, like battle pass, but most like maybe 60, 70% of events don't give G3 anymore. Exactly. But, so, I mean, the Battle regular Pass daily made, events don't give any anymore, like Swamp Sunday or uh, the. Yeah. So, the, uh, the acquisition of G3 materials, it's going to taper off once you hit 40. And that's why I say you really want to have, you know, I, I think you want to be, I don't want to say done with your progression, but I mean, you want to be close. You, you want to have, now, listen, I'm not going to max my enterprise. That would take a year. Um, but, you know, tier eight, I think, is certainly reasonable. You know, tier eight is certainly reasonable, and and that's my goal. I'm tier seven on it now. Don't I want to be don't tier eight? Research going to be more exactly than their enterprise. Um, yeah, research would be even worse. So I, I definitely want to have you know my ships where I want them, and I want to have uh, my research at a reasonable level for my ops level before I I start slowing down on my acquisition of G three. You know what I'm saying? That that's what I want. So. Um, Kicker says patience is key with the game. Yes, and I'm trying to exhibit it. <laughs> I do want to go to 41, but I'm not ready. I gotta, I gotta be ready. Okay. <clears throat> All right. I have now also been told that ceasefire extension has now been granted, and to restart your client, you will see it. So I am um, restart client. I'll tell you if I see it. And for those of you who have already busted your bubble, tell me what you see. If you've already busted your bubble, I'd like to see what you see as well. Um, in the away. meantime, in the meantime, we're going to spend a few moments and uh, answer any last-minute questions about the arc. Um, I'm going to give you one little hint about an event that is upcoming. It's not anytime soon. It's like I think towards the end of the arc, but I, it's it looks like my favorite, favorite, favorite event. Um, okay, so my ceasefire has been extended. One day, five hours is what I'm seeing. Um, for yeah, somebody who I'm not break my bubble. Um, Major Chi says I have no shield. So if you already busted your ceasefire bubble, then I guess you did not get the extension. So you're going to have to rely on shields. But again, again, Major, you, you know how to, yeah. yeah, you know how to get around the issue. You know what I'm saying? You know how to get around the issue. So I mean, it's not going to keep you from playing the game. Okay. Um, 
yeah, it's not going to keep you from playing the game. You you know how to you know how to get around it for now. Um, and we're being told that it it could be several several hours uh, to get this corrected. Um, but uh, they say obviously, you know, we're hoping for a hot fix in the next few hours. But and you know what? I'm pleased to see this. We are erring on the side of caution. Better safe than sorry. Holy crap! Those are my words. All right, better safe than sorry. So they're issuing the extended ceasefire. Um, just as a precaution, and, and, you know, yeah, obviously it's going to shut down rating for a day, but you know what? There's a new arc here, and there's plenty to do today. So, um, any other questions on arc one, as we'll wrap up here in about five minutes? Uh, El Cheapo says, repair issue workaround. Yes, so when you click on your ship, and you've got the little mini uh, ship screen pop up on the left-hand side there that would traditionally say manage or locate or recall, and you got your power, and you got your captain there. Um, right now, if your ship is repairing, you're going to see um, two buttons that say speed up. Just click on the bottom one. Click on the bottom one, okay? The top one, I have no idea what it does, but uh, it, I've been told maybe it doesn't do anything, but the bottom one will get you into your speed up screen where you can still use the speed ups and still um, get your ship out of dock, okay? Jayberg says, is this server specific? My repairs are working as normal. No, actually, it's client-specific, Jayberg. Um, it's client-specific. And no, it is not 100% of the player base. All right? Uh, it's definitely not 100%, but it is apparently, seemingly, only a very large ships? number. Oh, could be. Could be. Uh, I, 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 haven't done, I haven't dug that far into it, but it is... It is happening to certainly a lot of people, okay? I don't want to go out on a limb and say a majority, but it has been very well communicated very quickly this morning that it was, that it was happening significantly. Maybe not across the board, but, but it, it's happening a lot of places. El Cheapo says, to those who downloaded the new client, I don't know, my Android wouldn't even let me open the app without downloading the new client. So this may have, you know, there may be a forced update somewhere in here. All right, Jay Burke says my client is current. Well, um, maybe yeah, yeah, maybe Ripper says maybe destroy your ship and see if it does it. I, I think it was only destroyed ships that caused this, but not entirely sure. There you go. Okay, um, let's see. All right, uh, two or three minutes left. Any last minute questions, Vita? I have no idea. I have no idea. He's talking to me in code speak right now. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Why couldn't they just replace the asset on the ABC server and then the QXRP would help, you know, clear localization? And I, I, I don't know what you're saying. That's Greek to me, buddy. Um, <laughs> sorry, Vita. Yeah, that's, that's Greek. Um, <laughs> Venom says, thanks so much to all of you. DJ Panic Ripper. Snake Eyes. You didn't mention Snake Eyes, but Snake Eyes is huge here. Uh, everyone that has helped and is still helping the community and keeping the game up to date and going, it's so hard to find good help. Sometimes uh, you have definitely helped. Well, thank you, Venom. I appreciate that very, very much. Uh, thank you. Commander Taylor says six days of shields and chests doesn't look good. <laughs> Again, I go back to the announcement that they hope to have something done by end of day, uh, but erring on the side of caution. All right. So their original uh, message to me said, you know, approximately seven to eight hours. Um, and to be perfectly honest with you, that sounds like that'll be, you know, probably expected or reasonable. Okay. So, all right. Um, any last minute questions before I get ready to wrap up here? Real quick. Uh, so yes, I'll give you, I'll give you my slight hint. 
about the event that's coming up a little bit later. Uh, listen, this is not uh, something that's coming today, so you know I'm not I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. I'm probably not even supposed to hint about it, but I will say this: we have talked about the events that get scheduled, that get built for the specific arcs. Those are the ones that typically get pushed into the news center. You know, like hey, on this day, this day, this day, we're running this. There is an event, Ripper, coming up um, that I'm super duper excited about. That is the first time we've ever seen an, an event like this. And it is um, almost uh, like a um, almost like a scavenger hunt. All right. Um, and, and I'm super excited about the way that this event's going to work. I know I shouldn't give details, but, but I'm just I'm super hyped about it. I'm super pumped about this particular event. We've never seen anything like it. It is going to be dependent. All right. So you got to uh, you know, finish one task before you move to the next task. There's going to be multiple subtasks. Um, and even better, um, I've been told that the event description is not going to tell you what to do. It's going to give you a clue. All right. <laughs> I don't think the clues are going to be really hard. All right. But it's going to give you a clue. And you got to solve the puzzle. All right. And I am actually really super excited about this. This is the kind of creativity that I've been looking for for ages. You know, listen, the actual tasks themselves may still be using hooks that we got in the game. But the implementation, uh, the implementation of this event looks really cool. I hope it presents well. I hope it's smooth, but uh, just a real big shout out uh, to Scopely and the uh, ops team and the dev team who have worked on the creative part of this. I, I've always said, I think that, you know, when they make an effort to do something fresh and something fun, we need to recognize that. You know, we need to recognize that. We need to point out the fact that we recognize that it's new and it's, and it's cool. And, uh, and so when you see this event uh, pop up and when we get to play the event, hopefully everything rolls smooth. But be sure, be sure to express your, your satisfaction. Um, I'll even go so far as to say this, guys. Every single month we get surveys. Uh, now, some of you may work in a survey-based field. I do. Every single client that I sell gets a survey from Ford Motor Company. Um, and that survey, you know, that impacts me. That impacts my job. It impacts my office. It impacts my business. So, uh, you know, every single time I sell a car, I say to the customer, hey, listen, if there's any reason, you know, that you can't give me five stars, then please let me know so I can try to fix it. I'm going to actually take maybe an unpopular line here, and I'm going to say the same thing for Scopely. Obviously, things happen, okay? Things happen. Sometimes it's not clean. Sometimes it's buggy. But, you know, in concept, in concept, I agree. The surveys are too long, Boaz. A thousand percent agree. I mean, it, it takes me 20 minutes to get, to get through one. Um, but I, I would say this. For this particular arc, okay, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this right now without alluding to anything else secret. This arc has some creative new things. I think they definitely took the fact that arc one is traditionally a little bit of a slower arc, right? Arc one is almost boring sometimes because it's, it's just kind of the buildup. It's getting the officers, it's getting the research and kind of building to what we're going to be doing throughout the rest of the seasonal arc. Arc one tends to be boring. I think they have made an obvious, an obvious attempt to spruce it up a little bit. And I encourage you to keep that in mind when you're filling out your surveys. Um, I personally would consider it a favor if you uh, take your survey uh, at the end of this month and, and keep in mind the things that you saw that were different and fresh and new and, and base your survey off of that. Now, listen, if, if this art comes burning down and they deserve a one star, then whatever, they deserve a one star. But 
uh, based on design. I'll tell you this. I've seen the roadmap for the entire month. All right. It looks good to me. It looks good to me. There's one or two events that I got scratching my head a little bit. Okay. But I don't think it's going to be perfect. Um, but, but for the most part, these events look really, really good. And there are new ideas here. And so uh, I would encourage you to keep that in mind when you're filling out your survey. I'd like to, if this arc rolls out as, as smooth as I hope it does, I want this arc to have the highest satisfaction rating of any arc we've ever had before because I can see their creativity in their event writing. And, um, you know, I, I, that's, that's what I hope for. So just keep that in mind uh, as you approach the end of the month. Okay. Be constructive. Be positive. Uh, you know, be constructive if needed. Uh, but being toxic and being negative is never a good thing in those surveys. You know, if you've got constructive criticism, let's provide it. But obviously be professional and kind about it and, uh, and keep in mind the effort that they made. Even if maybe it doesn't deploy quite right, the effort, I think, is going to be visible to you guys. Absolutely. By the end of the month. So that is it. Any other questions or anything that I may be able to answer for you guys uh, as we get ready to wrap up our uh, talking in cars with DJs for the January arc? Uh, any other questions that I can answer? What's that now? I said now at work. Yeah, now now at work. Talking in cars with DJs has spilled over to talking in the office with DJs. It doesn't have the same ring to it, though. Uh, Battle Droid says, with everything they put out so far from Franklin and research, do you think they're trying to get us ready for an upcoming swarm arc? We need another level 32 system. Also, any word on Jayla? So, no word on Jayla, unfortunately, Battle Droid. I do not know of an upcoming swarm arc. But um, I do think, and, and I said this a little bit earlier, I think what I see is more of a general overview battle droid. And what I see as a general overview is I see that they're trying to pick up the low to mid-20s levels players and, and fast-track them towards the 30s. You know what I'm saying? I, I think most of this research, obviously, listen, the Borg refinery, active nanoprobe refinery, that's going to help 40-plus players. All right? So they weren't completely ignored. But most of this research is going to benefit players in their mid to low 20s uh, or mid to upper 20s, perhaps. And I believe that this is an effort to try to push players to that 30 mark so that they can participate in more of the content that they've got planned throughout the year. Obviously, progression is, uh, is a key point, is a key goal in this game. And this research, I think, screams it loudly. This research is helping speed up the progression of lower-level players. Um, so I, I think I wouldn't read into the details necessarily of the Swarm arc, for example. I believe that what I'm seeing here is a lot of the stuff that's been in the game for a while, a lot of the stuff that is a bit grindy, they're making easier so players can level up and move along a little bit faster and get towards that Ops 30 goal, I think, is, uh, is the goal. Okay. That's right, El Cheapo. Slacking off at work with DJ. That's a, actually a great title for this episode. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway. Um, will I be posting the podcast later? Uh, that depends on... Yes, I will be. Uh, how quickly depends on Steven's errand. We've, of course, got Craig running in the background oh, as well. I have to, uh, quick, quick, quick. Uh, the events have popped in our server, by the way. Okay, so you guys have hit your event reset. Uh, very good. Um, and... There we go, a Kirk auction. And it looks as though it's very traditional to other auctions, which is uh, G3 and G4 materials. And by the way, take a look at that shard. Take a look at that shard payout. This reminds me um, of the first 
uh, Lorca auction in which this looks to be decently beneficial. Keep in mind, V-Ready is on a very low pop server. So guys, we may see a Lorca style auction in this in that the shards are, well, I guess what I'm saying is maybe this first auction is the one to get in on. Because with Lorca, we saw the first auction, which was very generous, and then the last two tightened up. Okay, or the last one. I think there was only two. Uh, no, there was three. There was three. The last one, uh, the, la the last two kind of tightened up. Um, this one, if you take a look at V-Ready's uh, -Ready's leaderboard right here, looks a little bit more aggressive than a typical low-population leaderboard. Just saying. Okay, so maybe... And I'm not encouraging spending. I'm certainly not. But this auction may have more shards in it than later auctions. Just be aware and uh, cognizant of that fact if you are considering competing oh, oh, oh. in this auction. Yes? No, it's, it's fine. I'm sorry. You're okay. Um, yeah, I know, Neo. Sorry, I probably just screwed it up. Uh, El Cheapo's throwing a couple of screenshots. Um, complete Prime. There it is, the Prime Research. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and talk about this now. I'm going to talk about this right now, uh, since it is now in the game. All right, since it's in the game, I'm going to give this to you right now. Folks, there is a new event called Battle Pass Overflow. Heroic Battle Pass Overflow. Uh, El Cheapo just posted a screenshot. I'm going to give you the 411 on this. This is super cool. Very super cool. All right. Heroic Battle Pass Overflow. In all previous arcs, we eight, get... Eight screenshots. Uh, I didn't hear what you said, but let me finish this. Be ready, and then, and then I'll come back. Bar uh, Battle Pass Overflow. Okay. This is a new event that has been designed for the players who have come back and said, well, what am I supposed to do when my Battle Pass is done? What am I supposed to do uh, for the daily events if my battle pass is done? And, Ripper, we have traditionally seen engagement fall off a little bit after the player completes their battle pass. There's no incentive to finish the last two or three days' worth of events, right? So, um, what they have decided to do this month, I fully endorse. I think it's a great idea. It is not designed to be a 21st or a 22nd milestone of the battle pass. The rewards are not going to be that great, but there is a little something extra for players who want to continue to accumulate points after their battle pass is done. Now, let me reiterate um, what I mean here, okay? When your battle pass is done, you can quit, all right, because the main rewards come from the battle pass. But if you want to keep going, there's a few extra little goodies there, as v ready or as Cheapo was showing you, a few extra little goodies there um, for players who want to continue earning their points. Now, last thing, you'll notice this is a shortened arc. 20 days, not 24. So your leeway is going to be a little bit tighter, just like it was in the December arc. All right. However, we know for a fact, and I'm sharing this with you first now. Listen to me, John DeLay. Here is the answer to your question. No, Captain Planets, listen. Here is the answer to your question. And I know people are going to ask, here is the answer. Can Battle Pass be completed with leeway? Yes, it can. As always, you do not have to be perfect to complete the Battle Pass. But you don't have as much leeway. Think of December. You've only got a couple days leeway. However, we have been told, and here is your benchmark, here's your goal, to complete the Heroic Battle Pass Overflow event, you must be 100% perfect in all Battle Pass events. Guys, this is the gold medal. This is the completionist reward. If you stay 100% perfect, in your battle pass events, 
you will finish Heroic Battle Pass Overflow without having to pay for points. Now, Shinjo, yes, obviously, you can obviously buy points, okay? I'm talking about the free path here, so to speak, all right? If you do not purchase points, you can still finish Heroic Battle Pass Overflow, but you must remain 100% perfect. I have been told there is zero leeway. It requires 100% perfect participation to complete the Battle Pass Overflow event, and I love that concept. Again, I think this is creative, and it's rewarding for the players who want to give extra engagement. Guys, here's example number one. All right, new things coming into the game to offer players rewards for their level of engagement. And I think that it is very, very cool. Okay. Um, and Borf says maybe some incentive for people who may did miss one event to buy the points packs. And listen, points packs aside, you know, you're right, but they're not expensive. You can buy your cheapest points packs, only 19 bucks. Okay. So uh, Venom says could be a, a problem for some of the 30s level players for domination events. They suck. And that is possibly true. That is possibly true. And maybe a points pack might be in your future. Possibly. If you determine that the rewards are worth it, you may look at it and say, eh, not worth it. Okay. And that's okay. That's absolutely okay. So, um, you know, I encourage you guys to, to really enjoy this arc. I know it's supposed to be. There's also like uh, an alliance leaderboard for, get, for getting shards and stuff. I posted all of them. Yes, the prime officers, uh, prime officers, by the way. And you will note that this is for all officers. Uh, this is for all officers and not just the new officers. They are uh, being a little bit more inclusive with this event. The prime officers solo leaderboard uh, will give you points for any officer recruited. This is not just for the new officers. All right. So for any officer recruited, you get points. So if you've been banking those epic or the uh, ultra recruit tokens or banking your faction credits, this is an opportunity to possibly redeem those and buy some officers. Okay. Uh, with your points and your credits, because it is rewarding for all officers, not just the new ones. Okay. There you go. Uh, Kicker says the officer is not converting in the green stuff. Not exactly sure what you're referring to there. However, um, if there that is some lag. Officers converted to XP don't count. Uh, I think um, that's what he means. Pretty sure. Uncommon, uncommon officer shards should be converting because that's how it's coded. An uncommon shard. Yeah, but they don't count points. for the event, is what he means. Well, but I thought the mechanic of that was that the uncommon shard was awarded and then it was converted. Just like if I pull on, you know, if I pull a, a an epic, then I get points for the epic. I, you know, and then I get the transporter patterns. Eh. Okay, apparently I'm being told, but don't. apparently uncommons are not. Um, epics and rares are still working, but it looks like the uncommons are not. So be aware of that as you're going through. Maybe not burn all the premiums you got, but maybe the epics or the ultras. Uh, Kicker says it could be broken. I'll listen. I'll raise the question. I'll absolutely raise the question. Um, Blue says uncommons don't count towards the event anyway. Yeah, it does. It says um, it says an uncommon it charge worth ten points. Yeah. Yeah, one uncommon is worth 10 points. So let me, uh, I'll ask that question. Their hands may be a little bit full right now with this client issue, but I will ask the question. And, and honestly, I would just probably expect it to remain as is. To be perfectly honest with you, their hands are full. I would expect it to be, oh, I thought I printed that, sorry. Oh, you got it, okay. 
I, I would expect it to. Uh, I would expect it to continue as it presents right now. I don't expect it to change. All right. So um, just know that and and expect that that's how it's going to work. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Well, folks, uh, I thank you guys so very very much. Appreciate you guys hanging out. Thank you for uh, for sticking with me this morning on our. Uh, impromptu episode talking in cars with DJs on the January introduction of the original series of Star Trek making its way into Star Trek Fleet Command. Thank you guys so very much for hanging out. Uh, the podcast will be up shortly and uh, we'll have that available for download and streaming. In the meantime, please share that out and uh, check out the YouTube video that we published early, early, early this morning. There's good information in that. Share that with your teams. Anybody who's lacking on information, uh, be sure to uh, get everything out from the content creators that you can and uh, consume that content as that is literally 100% how we uh, are taken care of in the game. Metrics. As a matter of fact, Patrick, uh, Panic just came to us. Patrick. Panic just came to us a couple days ago and asked for our metrics for the entire year 2020. They do pay attention. They watch that stuff. So uh, please do support Talking Trek and your team here by supporting the metrics. Okay. Uh, with that. The, the, blue, uh, the battle pass events harder. What's that? I didn't hear you. Be ready. The battle pass event has actually gotten harder. Well, maybe they have tweaked it around. Oh, no. Okay, so this battle pass event, this hostile hunt, um, they did increase the milestones just a shade, just a shade, but they also incorporated armadas into it. Uh, so you can actually knock out additional points by uh, playing with armadas. These, by the way, if I'm not mistaken, these are faction armadas only. So, uh, Nikosa. Veneer. These are not going to give credits for today's Hostile Hunt Battle Pass event. Okay, They must be faction targets. And I think that you're going to find that theme pretty prevalent throughout this arc. Uh, this is the original it series. It does show gonna... the Marauder no, Haven no, and Slave it's Market. His, it's his Marauder and, all, and Slave as well. If you, can, if you so see the independent space. Okay, well they changed that up on us. They had originally indicated it was just going to be faction targets. So... Uh, so anyway, yes, there are some armadas in there. You can kill the hostiles. The milestones may be slightly higher, but uh, overall, I think for the rewards uh, in the battle pass and the battle pass overflow, I think it's probably okay if I have to spend an extra five minutes on it. Okay. Um, with that said, you guys enjoy the arc. All right. Welcome to arc one, January 2021 of the original series. Welcoming the original series with William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, and Nichelle Nichols into the game. Super excited about that. I've been your host. My name is Ultimate DJs on this episode of Talking in Cars with DJs. We'll see you soon. Love you, mean it. Bye-bye.